Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Star Wars Comics and Canon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Star Wars Comics and Canon. And you will realise that neither myself nor Chris are actually Mike Burton. So rather than the encyclopedic recall of all the Star Wars lore and knowledge about characters and getting names right... We're going to do that a little bit differently this week. And also, Chris and I are going to try not to put each other off because we don't normally do the video thing. <laughs> it's really quite off-putting. But Chris, we are back on Comics in Motion. We are. It's been too long, Dave, and it's my fault for making us be so committed to reality TV. Um, you hated me for seven months, and now we've come out the other side, and we're back. So, yes, we are here doing something different. And big thanks to Mike as well, because it feels a bit... Cheat me and you coming in on the last episode and stealing the uh, one yard tapping, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. John Terry style. We've got the, I've got all the Star Wars pictures out, especially for it. I've got the t shirt. We are ready to go. The Gary Lineker tapping right at the end. And we're going to talk about the finale. But before we get that, Chris, what do you make? What do you make of the whole series? Well, <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, um, I've got to say, I've been quite disappointed with it. I think having loved season two and loving the ending and, you know, what happened there, the whole Jedi stuff, spoiler if you've not watched it, but, you know, Luke coming back and the whole de-aging thing and everything, amazing. It's not like you've heard this before, Dave. Um, but, um I still don't think it's a spoiler. <laughs> if you're discussing season three, I think it's okay to talk about season two. What did I, what did I do? Didn't, didn't I say about a film from like 1980? Spoiler. And you were yeah. like, Chris, if they've not watched it 42 years ago. Spoiler. Luke Skywalker's spoiler. in uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> you won't believe who his father is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, no, spoiler. what would... Yeah, sorry, sorry. So, so no, so what I say is, I, I felt this. This has been very obvious. This series, I felt that everything that's happened has been. I don't know. It just. It, I, I, I felt there's been no danger, no payoff. Moff Gideon, the the whole that Doctor episode was a waste of my fucking time, Dave. Again, <laughs> it was like the Boba Fett thing having Mandalorian in the middle, which explains. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, no, that's a great episode. But Boba Fett as a series, so I thought was absolute. Shit, but that episode was brilliant because it brought Grogu back in. It had Luke there, it had, but it was nothing to do with the story of Book of Boba Fett. All this middle one with the Doctor seemed to do was just have this baddie who is Moff Gideon's sidekick who's feeding him information about what's going on, but never showed up again at the end. And I just I, I found it nonsense, but I just felt that we were playing a computer game and it was like. You know, like I play Zelda and it's coming out, so the new Zelda or like RPG games. And I'm not a big fan, but me and Sam will play certain ones and it'll be like, right, I need to go and find a sword, but you're going to have to go and speak to this gatekeeper who's going to say to you, for you to get this sword, you now need to go and kill these people because they've stolen my horse or something like that. And that's what it seemed to be every episode. It was like, oh, hang on, I need to go and get this from this planet. But one minute here, we've got somewhere else. You know, Apollo Creed's there saying, oh, we need this. He goes and does a bit of business for him. The Mandalores, you know, the Mandalores go and find them. Well, we need to go and do this. You know, I, I enjoyed it because it's the characters and I love the characters. But I just felt this series for me, Dave, has been pretty average and pretty 
underwhelming, which I was been so looking forward to it. So um, I'm sorry about this, Mike, but I'm just throwing myself out there with it. So what about yourself, Dave? Well, I bet Mike's delighted he asked us to come on and do his show for him, isn't he? <laughs> just come on and destroy it. But you know what's just occurred to me as well is that obviously we're, we're, we've got uh, Apollo Creed, as you call uh, called him there, so Carl Weathers, just yeah. waiting for him to call Mando the Italian Stallion, <laughs> which coincidentally is the title of next week's VHS. Well, <laughs> back episode, <laughs> which is eventful. Uh, I will mm. say that. So, slight yes. plug there. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like season one and season two were both quite episodic. You know, going back to that old network TV sort of style, where yeah, you know, you watch an episode and and that there's a definite self-contained story there. And then they try and make sure there's an overarching story as well. But usually it's, you know, they'll find the next clue. For me, that felt more like a game than this series. For me, this series felt a little bit different. And it felt more like the animated series for me. It felt more like a Clone Wars or a, a Rebels or something like that, where it's expanding out this little pocket of the universe it's expanded out on the Mandalorian lore. So I've quite enjoyed it, but also walking through it, you know, I have thought, well, this, this is going to split opinion. And I also feel like because of what they did in uh, the finale of season two. Yeah. I kind of feel like Christ, how do you ever get close to topping that? That is basically a 40 year payoff. From Return of the Jedi, going uh, not quite forty years, but going to the finale of that, I just don't think you could uh, improve upon that because all the things that went into that as ingredients into the emotional state. There was the sequels, which you know, it, it, it very much divides opinion, doesn't it? But yeah, you know, it didn't really put Luke Skywalker up there, did it? You know, it, it did him a bit of a disservice. And for people of our generation who've gone through and absolutely loved him, you know, to see him kind of broken down and, and you know, go from, you know, father, I know you're basically a space Nazi, but I'm sure there's good in you to Kylo <laughs> Ren. You've had a bad dream. You must die. You know, it's just there's a lot of things in the sequels that didn't make sense. And and I, even the first two, I, I was forgiven of and the final one as well. Like, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm not so so I was kind of done with it then. But to have that Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker show back up in his fucking prime, you know, kicking ass and taking names. I I thought I just thought it was a brilliant moment. I can't think you can ever recreate or top. So they haven't tried to. They've they've just tried to do something different. They they're exploring more of the Mandalorian. Uh, culture and you've got all these different factions and you know you I, I, don't ask me to name all the names <laughs> you know Bo-Katan <laughs> I, I remember that but that's yeah. that's about it but so so I've enjoyed it going through it but um I can see why you, you're not as invested no I'm not Dave and funny enough Dave I really enjoyed Andor <laughs> not Endor, Dave, as you said you before. Andor. 
<laughs> well, it's not in the podcast, Dave. But anyway, but do, you, do you not feel like um, you said about not liking the Doctor episode? Do you not feel like that Doctor episode was the most Andor-like episode? You know, it was exploring the kind of greyness of all the people within the Empire. Is that, I didn't know that <laughs> slowly, slowly going down. Going down. <laughs> you can tell we never put cameras on, Dave, when we record yeah. these days. But uh, sorry about this, guys. Uh, we're on YouTube. I apologize. Uh, sorry, say that again, Dave. I was getting sidetracked as, as I was like speaking down to get on the camera. Sorry, Mike's just reminded me of the Italian stallion again. Um, <laughs> his fucking head's not that big, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't his head I was thinking. <laughs> no, I, I meant that head, not that head. <laughs> right, moving on. Um, yeah, so the Doctor episode, I felt like it was the most Andor-like episode. And, yeah. you know, I thought, it, again, it, that was more like, I've said the, the previous two seasons were more like episodic network TV. But that was yeah. more like cable TV or, or you know streaming service TV, where they'll take these side episodes and then just explore something else. And and yeah, there's kind of a, a link, you know, with the um, with the bigger story. But you know, it, it is taking time to sort of breathe and disappear off into you know a different pocket of of the story where you didn't expect it to go. Yeah. That... <laughs> I think the, the problem is as well, though, it's like, what was the point, if that makes sense? You know, like, I, so I've probably phrased it wrong. I didn't dislike the episode, but I thought it was going to be a payoff. And now we've got to the point at the end of the series. I'm like, well, that was just a waste of everyone's time. It was just mm. All I can see it is that the baddie was just used for one scene with Moff Gideon in episode seven. See you later. I mean, we had Christopher Lloyd there. Let's be honest, Dave. Probably one of the worst baddies you've ever seen. I was not convinced by Doc <laughs> Brown at all. Absolutely garbage. And it was so obvious what was going on there. Again, another Jack Black, you know, the, the, the whole thing again, just cameos galore. Am I being a bit cynical, Dave? Yes, probably. But I just but do, didn't. Do you not think, me... right, that, that it kind of. We're, we're watching the Star Wars, uh, you know, all the different movies and yeah. stuff. Count Dooku is a piece of shit, isn't he? You know, yeah. if you're just watching the movies, forget all the other stuff around it. So he's a definite baddie. Whereas Christopher Lloyd, you know, he wasn't where he was coming from was not necessarily bad. He he's not he's not like a henchman, you know, for Doctor no. Evil or something. He had his own political views, and as far as he was concerned, the separatists were right. So I I thought. I mean, uh, why would you bring Doc Brown in to only play that minor role? I did think he was going to yeah. come back, to be honest, uh, but he didn't. So I was like, oh, well, that's annoying. But maybe that maybe that will be further down the line. I, I don't think you bring him in, do you, to only play no. that minor role? But um, no, I just thought, and this is why I feel like this season is a little bit more... Um, more like the animated series because the animated yeah. series does explore like the political angle quite a bit more. And the fact that, you know, there is no, it, it's not as clear cut as like a new hope where space Nazis goodies, right? Yeah. 
I, I just think it, it's much more grey about that and sort of this you know you're, you're looking at the old empire but the new republic you know almost seem yeah. as bad don't they <laughs> you know? and, yeah and so it, it, it's all very gray and debatable yeah and I, th I think you know what david he sort of plays into you know us two doing a comics in motion return together it almost plays into the whole ethos of the podcast the original comics in motion podcast was I just watch the films. I watch the movie TV shows. I have no background. You're the comic guy. This, you're right. You, you've gone down a rabbit hole of watching some of the animated stuff, haven't you? You've watched a, a, mm. quite a few of the things, and I get that. And, and that maybe that's what it is again. It's it's the old Chris special. I don't know. And, and you know, I love Mike. And congratulations, by the way, to Mike and Megan who've announced their engagement, Dave. Two great yep. people. Awesome. Don't hate me too much, Mike, please, for what I'm saying. But but genuinely, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. So, you know, congratulations. Two really good people. They need a Las Vegas tour guide. Don't worry, I'm guys. I've already pitched you once. You know what I am. So, <laughs> no, what I would say is it feels like if Mike was here, there's a comic to explain the things, Dave. You know, I love it. I love it because he'll say, he'll explain it because Mike knows everything about the Lord, everything, everything that doesn't make sense in the stuff. Mike's around, you know, I, lo I love listening to him when he goes through these things, and I mean that. And, and I think it, there's a lot went on in this series. But I, I, I think what it is, Dave, I didn't feel that any of the characters were ever in danger. I never felt that mm. Injarin was going to really get killed. I never felt Grogu was there. He's, he's more there for comedy elements more than he's anything else. I don't think it, it really, uh, it, it was the same stuff, the same trope. I just, I felt like the Mandalorian stuff about finding Mandalore and going down you know, to the water thing and all that yeah. and, and finding it. He just took a chance on a planet, apparently that would kill him and just, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just go for all these clouds and all these, and he was there. So I don't know. There was just stuff that was so convenient, but I know I, we're talking about episode eight, but just to say, as an overall series leading into episode eight, if we were doing a score, I'd put it in the middle, a comics emotion mm. score. I'd have it in the middle at the moment. Anyway, until we talk about this last episode, but yeah. Yeah. I I'll agree with you there. I don't feel like there was any real peril. Yeah. I, yeah. I, at any point. And actually in this season, I feel like they've just ramped up the, the, cuteness of yeah. Grogu as well, or Ding Grogu as well. Ding Grogu, Davis. Yeah, yeah as, as, as he gets named. But um, I felt like the the baby noises and the cuteness, I, I felt like it was ramped up to 11 in this one. And I, yeah. I thought, I mean, getting into the episode a bit, there's a bit where uh, he's in his Grogu cop outfit isn't it the, the old ig ig 11 and yeah. he gets taken off by the imperial guards and and you know din Djarin's getting beaten up by moff gideon and there's a bit where Grogu just sort of jumps up and he's he's avoiding these uh imperial guards yeah i've loved the whole season and i like this finale as well I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> it looked like Monty Python or something like that. Have you seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't the, actually, no. Where Never they have it. the killer rabbit. I'll have to send you a, a, a clip of it. But is it, it, again, it's ridiculous. It's just this thing clearly on on wires. And, yeah. and 
the fact that he's powerful, Grogu's powerful with the Force and everything. He's 50 years old, but he's making goo goo gaga noises all the time. It's just, yeah. some, for me this season, it, it's played on that a little bit too much. And I guess, you know, we're 40s something blokes, aren't we? So yeah. maybe it's not aimed at us as much as like a younger audience, which I can kind of embrace as well. But yeah, for that bit, I, I didn't, didn't love that. No, I mean, obviously, Dave, I mean, you say that. I think stuff like that is catering to a different audience. That's not us. I mean, you're tipping 50. I'm, you know, 44, Dave. You know, it's... Just waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is a cliche, actually. That's a running joke, that is. But, yeah. uh, but I've no, got don't... one or two grey hairs uh, there you know, as well. You're joking, yeah. are you? Look at them. Yeah, yeah. I beat you there, Dave, by yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. You said that as if I didn't just lead you straight into that, but <laughs> <laughs> how dare you, Dave? Um, I was shut with curtains now, but no, but you're right. I, I did feel that sort of thing wasn't for us. That's not the audience to yeah, came no. for. You know, Grogu is an absolute merchandise monster, isn't he? You know, like everyone who's into Star Wars, they've got Grogu. It's, it's so obvious. You know what I mean? Like, he's he, he probably sold so much for them, probably more. Yeah. Than the subscriptions on Disney Plus, everyone's just bought stuff for the kids and everything. So I get it, I totally understand it, but I do agree with you. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, the only thing that I did like was quite no, I, I can't say I didn't, I didn't hate the series at all. I didn't, but when he got the robot and he's just going, no, yes, no, 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 yeah. no, yes, 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 and then it came into fruition at the on this this episode. But I think with the episode, it starts off and you, you've got like a Bo-Katan leading everyone in and. and Obviously, he got captured in the last episode, Annie, and, you know, Moff Gideon come down. He's got the proper armor on now, so he's basically indestructible. Again, though, there was a bit of peril at the end of the last episode when one of the Mandalorian guys, the big hefty guy, yeah, you know, big the big muscle, guy, he? yeah, he gets taken out of the game, but he, he absolutely takes names for ages. He just does enough so, so they can get away. I don't know. I just think... I was glad. One thing I was glad about, there was no Jedi intervention, Dave. There was no being mm. from somewhere else that basically... Because I did think, as much as I love the Luke Skywalker thing for, as a fan of the original Star Wars and iconic character, it, saw, it didn't cheapen the Mandalorian. But if they'd have done it again, and it was like, well, indeed, he'd save him. <laughs> They're not that good. It had just been yeah, crap. Yeah. So I was glad that they were able to fight. And I was glad that Bo-Katan got the Darksaber, which, let's be honest... He got fucking absolutely destroyed by Moff Gideon, Dave. So that was a waste of time, yeah. wasn't him giving it back to her. But yeah, I just think as the episode went on, it was pure action. There were some great set pieces. As you said before, I think you summed it up right. There was no peril. There was no feeling that they were in danger. Even when they were fighting Moff Gideon, I never once thought he's going to kill one of these. One of these two yeah. is going to get... Is Bo-Katan actually going to get taken out? And Because she... She even revealed, didn't she, to everyone that she'd given the Dark Saber as a, a plea deal so he didn't kill everyone and, and double-cross her. And he did double-cross her as, as yeah. only, you know. Why would you think somebody who works for the Empire would not <laughs> double-cross you? Oh, hello. You know dressed, I mean? dressed in black, looking all... <laughs> With red and everything. <laughs> just looking... Yeah. Dave, Are we like the this, so Like that, Dave. You know, <laughs> look there, red, all the red in his eyes. Are, we, are oh, you sure? I'm totally... Yeah. I'm totally cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good guy. Why would you think that? But yeah, it, it's really strange, really, really strange that. And, and 
it ends well. And we do sort of get a new hope type end to it, don't we? You know, like you get everyone together. You know, the only character I thought there was going to be a heel turn, Dave, more than anything, is the is it the forger, the, the one who was doing all the tools and oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there was the, like the odd look, wasn't there, and everything. As if, and I was thinking, is, is, is she part of like Moff Gideon's crew? Is that why this is the things going on? You know, obviously it was Red 5. Was uh, what's it called the R two five? What it's called? Yeah, but he was the, he was the fine. reason he he led you know he sort of led to them because he was probably had a spy. But I did think that that character was the mm. one that was working as a double agent, but obviously wasn't. It, it wasn't. They did do quite a good job on that. Like I say, I didn't hate the series. I I, I didn't, but I just it felt like I was just watching it this last episode just to get through to say I've I've watched it. You know, not because we were recording. I've watched yeah. it every week. I, I I missed the first two episodes, and then I, I got to episode three, and I watched all three of them one afternoon, and then I've been consistently watching them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think some of the action was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. the yeah. um the, the moment. It's almost like a, a Phantom Menace moment, wasn't it? Where you had all the dark troopers, and they were behind the the red shield. Yeah. It's almost like when uh, Obi-Wan's facing off against Darth Maul. And so you've got Red 5 opening the different uh, doors there. And I, I yeah. thought that was decent action. But you know he was just plowing through them. Like Lauren Avedon through butter, wasn't he? <laughs> Legend, Dave. It's a great callback. So, so, yeah, I thought that was good. But, yeah, I, I don't know how they'd have built in more kind of peril you know, maybe, I mean, Chris, let's go back to the movies like Old Farts, but Empire Strikes Back, Luke gets his fucking hand cut off. You know, there yeah. is something with real stakes there. Okay, they give him a robot hand, but it, it's, you know, in that moment, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. We've seen this guy in A New Hope. He's the, he's the, he's the new hope. And you just cut his bloody hand off. Yeah. And, and he's your fucking dad as well you know so there was massive weight to what happened there and i guess probably expecting that from a series you know expecting some massive thing to change is probably a little bit too much but essentially at the end of it you know they, they've got rid of dinjarin that dinjarin well known about his mando uh moff gideon, moff gideon uh, yeah. got rid of him um the Mandalorians, all the different factions and everything have come together and, and, you know, they're back on Mandalore now, so all is well, but you know, uh, probably not massive, massive stakes, but I did like the fact that it was a bit of a Sinestro style uh, thing as well with Moff Gideon. So, is in the Incredibles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sin uh, oh, Sinestro, what was his name? Uh... I, remember, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy's name, but I've watched it. Incredible, yeah. Well, he was just pissed off because he didn't have superpowers. <laughs> Moff Gideon, in one moment, was like, "I don't have the Force," you know, and they killed off all the clones that that were him, but with the Force and stuff as well. But I don't know whether he intended to give it that kind of petulant child sort of delivery, yeah. but I thought that's the way it came across. Yeah. I... <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so that's all at the end fight, really, isn't it? Mm. Now, Dave, I've read some stuff online after watching it that, you know, obviously he killed all the clones and everything, but then if someone was saying that 
Moff Gideon had a moustache, Dave, in Series 2, and now he hasn't. Is he really dead? And then I'm thinking, well, he could Space be. Space razors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bit. He got a bit. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm thinking, like, well, he had the armour on. Potentially, he could still be alive. He could, he could be alive. But then I'm thinking, what's the fucking point? If you're going to go for a Series 4, you need a new big bad, don't you? You need some proper peril. Because at the end of this episode, Basically, Din Djarin had the full Thanos treatment, Dave. He sat, he sat there in his little field, didn't he? Resting on his rocking chair and Rogi's uh, playing away there. Callback yeah. there. I, I didn't yeah. think of Thanos, but that, that's... Mm. Yeah, I thought it was more... You know, because the whole thing's basically a space western, isn't it? And yeah. so I felt like it was more that. It was more like they were out on the farm. They've got their little hut there. So, yeah, but, but Thanos as well, like that's another... Decent parallel. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because at the end yeah. of... Oh, honestly, if I go back and watch the end of season two again, not just the fact that Luke Skywalker takes names, but it's the whole separation yeah. as well, isn't it? You know, yeah. Grogu has to leave because he's going to go and learn the Force from Luke and everything. It's so emotional and choking. Whereas this, it's like, is that it then? They. Yeah going to draw a line under this or or what and so grogu you know it, i thought the special effects were good I, in fact the the whole series in particular this finale i felt like they'd spent a bit more money because previously they have you seen the like making of where they show you the volume yeah, yeah. and everything it's fantastic technology isn't it but with the flying and everything you're like well that's not you know you've had to have cgi'd quite a lot of that but the fire and Grogu's using the force to create a, a, an invisible force field kind of thing. It's like, well, we've seen Grogu use the force when he really has to, you know, when the plot requires it, he uses it quite a lot. And when Din Djarin's getting his ass kicked, he's, he's like, oh, move, move something a little bit, you know? It's like, and it's like the dark troopers when, when the Beskar still has to be indestructible, it is, and lasers are bouncing yeah. off it and everything. But when Din Djarin's taking names, he can just like stab him and then that's it, or <laughs> knock one of them out. It's it's just a bit weird at yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you always say, it's just a plot device, isn't it? It, it, it? I think you've said before, it's fast and ready in these things. I'm nicking your sayings now, Dave, but fast and ready. But it, 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 what gets me is like, obviously, fast and ready. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Whenever you heard me fast say and that. Loose. Fast and loose, is it, Dave? Something like that. <laughs> Maybe that's for a different podcast. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think I think what's interesting is like, Moff Gideon's gone. As I say, we need a new big bad. We've got the whole thing now where it's going to go for a new series. He's basically gone to see the, you know, the, what they call the, the, the um, what's that guy called, Dave? The bloody one who's having the X-Wing. You know, he, he's part of the resistance or whatever he's supposed to be. And he's like, I'm a bounty hunter by trade. So what are we going to get in the next series? Like, what, where does it go? Because it almost feels like, yeah, Mandalorians are back together as as a as a whole, like, race. They're back together. They've, they've got a base now. They've, you know, they've got the respects everyone's going to come and obviously the whole galaxy of Mandalorians will come back to them now. They know, you know, Bo-Katan's leading them, but it's like, well, where do we go here? What, what's the point? And I do, I'm still going to go back to what you were saying before. If you not watch Book of Boba Fett and you'd watch season two of The Mandalorian, mm. absolutely 
where is the storyteller? I know there's a little bit of a flashback, but you would watch it and go straight to series three and go, why is Grogu about the Mandalorian? That is like Disney being arrogant, thinking that you watch every single thing, like we all do, but it's like, not everyone does that. I've, I've had to tell people who watch the Mandalorian like, at work and at the same time, like, well, how's, how's the, you know, the baby, how's the child ended up back with him? And I'm like, you've got to watch Book of Boba Fett. And they're like, just sell me. And, and that's like an arrogance thing, nothing to do with the show, but it's just an arrogance thing on Disney's part, I think. Because it's really silly that that is a massive part, but you've got what's a different show to understand. And if you don't watch it, you won't have a clue why he's by his side again. So anyway, that's just me on my little soapbox today. I'll still, I, I haven't seen anything. There might be stuff out there, but I haven't ever heard anything as to, you know, why the hell that Boba Fett thing happened. Like, the, <laughs> just the whole bloody series was pretty pointless, wasn't it? Those two Mando yeah. episodes were the best thing. I think everyone agrees. Yeah, everyone, yeah. And it's amazing. just like, okay, you could have just given us those two. We'd have been all yeah. right with that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Weird, weird. But, um, so yeah, so what score would you give it, Chris? Then this this finale. Are we going off comics in motion uh, scores, Dave? Or we could do. We could we could mix it up a bit. I don't I don't think Mike scores them, but you know we could do it. Do you remember <laughs> what the Do you remember what the scale is? It so must, so it must be about a now. year. It's our fucking podcast, and we don't even know it. Um, so so if it's the greatest thing you've ever seen, you send it to Asgard. If it's just below that. I ain't got a fucking clue, Dave. Atlantis. Atlantis. If it's in the middle, it's Hall of Justice. Not Halls yep. of Justice, as you call it, Dave. Hall of Justice. <laughs> um, then, then it's Hell's Kitchen. And then if it's absolutely terrible, we send it to Alderon, Dave. Alderon. So I would put it in... Zone. Alderon's Phantom Zone. Alderon's VHS, isn't it? Yeah, I knew that, Dave. I knew that. Yeah, Phantom <laughs> Zone. That's it. That's how long it's been. Uh, no, so I would send it in the middle. Hall of Justice, I, th- I enjoyed it. I genuinely did enjoy it. I just felt it just it wasn't there. You know what it felt like, Dave? A bit like what's happening with Marvel at the moment. You had the highs of Endgame, and then you've just got these absolute shit movies other than a couple of, like, No Way Home was good, but all the others mm. I've just not not enjoyed like a forward. So, yeah. yeah interesting. No, I think that's, that's fair, I think. I, I think... This episode in particular felt like a Marvel series finale. You know, yeah. it's, you've had all the stuff leading up to it, and then you've just got a big kind of showdown at the end. I did like, I, I thought, you know, they had the battle on three fronts thing, you know, which we've seen since Return yeah. of the Jedi. So I thought that was, I don't, don't know if that was an intentional homage. Uh, the fact that you got the burning at the end as well i, I thought it was quite return the jedi so no I'd, i'll probably send it hall of justice as well I, th- I think this was intriguing without being particularly on fire yeah <laughs> intrigued you've charmed me <laughs> you've charmed me dave charmed me <laughs> It'll never not be funny that if you no. yeah. anyway, but, but... <laughs> me and you, no one else. Yeah, no one else, Dave. No one else. No, but no, honestly, mate, it's been good this to get back into saddle as well, doing comics in motion. It's you know, that was our baby all these years ago. What five years ago, Dave, doing podcasting. That was our first ever podcast together. Yeah. So uh yeah, we we will be coming back and we we've both said we're gonna regularly do something, aren't we, Dave? So yep. we're gonna do the get the reviews going again. And uh, but massive thanks to Mike. This has been great. I mean, 
you know, genuine chit chat. He's Mike's podcast. He does Star Wars comics in canon. Such a great guy. Great guests on as well. Um, and, and this has just been great to listen, Dave. It really has because when, when you know how I'm like, I'm, I'm cynical. I just I, I throw it all out there, what I'm thinking. It's not always the right thing, but I throw it out there. But when you actually <laughs> listen to people who know what they're talking about, like Mike and you do as well, you know, it's, it's interesting to bounce off it. So, yeah, so I've really enjoyed this tonight. Actually, it's just something completely different to come on. We're not stealing Mike's funder. You know, we have just scored the one yard tapping to finish off the series. But please listen, <laughs> if you do, if you have just picked up me and Dave talking, come back. There's seven other great episodes with great guests. So come back and have a listen to it from the whole series. Absolutely. And I should probably try and loop you in to watch Star Wars Rebels. At least two or three episodes are about 20 minutes each, because as Mike Burton would say, it is the best Star Wars content that is out there. So, you know, I, I think maybe we should try and get, get you to watch that. So, yeah, Maff and Mike and I are going through the uh, uh, series. So we've been through season yeah. one and we, we need to start season two at some point. But uh, I, I think we should try and get you in there as well. Yeah, give us a shout, Dave, because you know me. I, I can't commit to all of it. You always try and get me in, and I always go, I mean, we'll I'll do it, cover I'll do it. it and right I'll after do it. you've finished watching Hitmonkey. <laughs> what else have I not watched? Oh, I will watch that, Dave. I will, I will watch it, you know. And then about I'm three definitely going to watch that. Yeah, then you'll Let's go. do Eternals next. Oh, you know what? I'll fucking talk about that shit, Dave. In fact, that's what should be our return to Comics in Motion. Oh my god, what a fucking shit film that is. Oh I don't god. think it's as bad, but I, I think oh we should keep our powder dry god. just in case we, we uh do come back with that one. But anyway, mate, listen, it's been brilliant to get back. It is getting dark here, so and I haven't got a, a light. So before I disappear, oh. we should probably just about wrap up. What have you got yep. there? I've still got my thing. I've got a light there. All right, right. Half, sir. Exactly. <laughs> Probably in there for, for for comedy value. No one's laughed yet, Dave, but the props, sir. Yeah. So anyway. Me as, what the, we want? as the only audience member. So thank you very yeah. much, sir. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at comicsinmotionpodcast at gmail.com or get us on Twitter at comicsinmotionp. Get Mike, who is the guru of all things Star Wars, at Genuine Chit Chat, and you can get him on Star Wars Comics and Canon as well. But until then, we shall leave you and just say, May the force be with you. Always. Goodbye. Hello, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to all of the episodes of the Mandalorian discussion show that we have done. I am so sorry that I could not be a part of this conversation, but Chris and Dave did a fantastic job, as they always do, at hosting and obviously chatting Star Wars. So big thanks to both of those guys. And also thanks to everyone else who's been in the Mandalorian discussion shows of this season, season three. So that's Brett Scott, Angry Andy, Ben of Star Wars Timeline, Tonya Todd, Thomas Rochester, Ike's Flame, Spider Dan, Stevie B., Megan and then obviously myself yay so yeah just thank you so much for tuning in I really appreciate it and yeah sorry I couldn't be in this one it was it's basically just Megan's birthday so you can wish her a happy birthday it's uh, her birthday so I just didn't really have the time to be honest with you and I've got a friend who my friend Alex who's uh, going away as well so we want to see him so there's lots of busy things that just so happen so I managed to every week apart from the finale um, so in brief my thoughts on the finale was I did really enjoy it um, and I do agree that I did feel like it was slightly anticlimactic I take Dave's point where it's like you know 
it's hard to kind of top the last season but for me it was like i really enjoyed it i don't i feel like they could have maybe done more i thought they may have done like a teaser with thrawn or something like that but um yeah it's it's one of those things where i just it was fun it's not like andor it's not in that kind of realm i'm, I'm re-watching andor at the moment actually it's not quite that extent of how much i enjoy it but it is it's fun it's a fun show i'm i did enjoy the finale and megan was really enjoying it as well you know seeing grogu do all that kind of stuff so i it's one of those things that mandalorian for me is it's a very fun accessible bit of star wars and a lot of people i know watch mandalorian so anyone can talk about it whereas andor although it's much more it's a much more intense show and a lot less people have seen it so i find that although i love it there's not that many people i know who want to talk about it so it's it's a weird thing that mandalorian's obviously a bit bigger especially because of grogu and things like that but as dave said as well it's the animated shows guys thank you dave for saying about star wars rebels thank you but yes always talking about star wars rebels and we're going to be watching it if chris could come into that that would be amazing I'm trying to get megan to come into it as well but yeah rebels friends you've got a bit of time okay we're in april um ahsoka doesn't come out to august you've got four months okay star wars rebels there's four seasons do one season a month first season is 16 episodes they're like 20 minutes long each and season one is it's good it's a good show it's it's fun it's good but then season two just hits it up a notch and then each season oh it's just it's so good as dave said it's one of the best pieces of star wars content that exists and i stand by that and i'll always say that and that's going to be the next kind of star warsy thing that we're going to have out on comics in motion there's also star wars vision series two that comes out may 4th uh, obviously may the 4th um so we're going to be doing something to do with that it might just be me and megan i might grab dave or someone else into it um so star wars vision series 2 and then there's also young jedi adventures that's coming out but i probably won't do a podcast about that i shouldn't think um i we haven't really done a podcast about the bad batch uh, series 2 either i really enjoyed it just to clarify i won't say any spoilers or anything but i thought it was fantastic it was a lot of fun maybe i'll talk to ben the star wars timeline trying to do an episode about that but still lots of star wars stuff coming your way you know i really did enjoy a lot of the things in this episode i feel like if that is the end of moff gideon i'm a bit like ah i kind of wish he was about for longer but I, I I mean I love Gene Carlo Esposito. He's such a good baddie. Has obviously shown in uh, Breaking Bad. And I only just realized I only realized at Star Wars Celebration that baddie is more of an English term. Like Americans don't generally hear the word baddie. It's bad guy. It's that was just a weird thing i thought i'd share it with some of my uh, fellow uk listeners who may not have been aware of that strange little thing because i just thought baddie was really obvious but apparently not apparently uh, people didn't realize that what that was um but i really like moff gideon i think he's really good um obviously i like i, I like all the elements of mandalorian i i find this episode this season has been more up and down i'm kind of torn if i like it more or not i think that the previous season because of the jedi episode with ahsoka and then the finale was so amazing the rest of it i did enjoy but i just think those peaks are almost unattainable at this point maybe in future seasons it might be but in this season it didn't quite get to those heights but i felt like as dave said the lore of it and the intrigue and the stuff about mandalorian culture it's much more in depth so it's like i i'm enjoying it on one level more but i'm enjoying it on another level like slightly less but it's still really fun you know i'm I'm a lover of star wars you know i can critique it and there have been weaker moments you know uh, that episode that was a bit more like andor i like it law wise i think it's a good episode in general i just i wasn't that thrilled by it i think that's the kind of feel it wasn't one of the show it wasn't a show that made me desperate to keep watching but i've, I've said before like mandalorian doesn't really do that to me when i when a new episode of mandalorian coming out i'm like yeah cool mandalorian that's great but when it was like 
the next episode of Andor finished or certain Star Wars Rebels episodes, I was like, I need to know what happens next. I, I have to know. Whereas Mandalorian, there hasn't really been that. Because the problem is I find with the show is that any danger that Grogu and Din Djarin are really in, they're not really in that danger. I think Bo-Katan could be in danger at certain points, but I just... They're kind of almost invincible until the finale, I find. I suspect Din's going to die in the absolute finale of The Mandalorian. I suspect that's how it's going to end, and Grogu's going to go off into himself in the universe. That's probably what I would gather. But you don't you don't really know what's uh, with these things, so... I don't know, but that's only a small amount of thing that I'm I'm a bit like, eh, it does take away the dramatic tension somewhat. It's like, especially when it's like seasons that, especially when it's episodes that aren't the finale, like they're not going to kill like Din Djarin in episode two of a season. It's just, it's just not going to happen. And I know you can, I've, I've said it with Mandalorian shows where, you know, they're not going to kill one of the, the like titular character in like the second film. They only really kill titular characters in the big movies forgot the mcu like avengers and things like they're not going to kill ant-man in ant-man 2 that's not going to happen you know they're going to do it in avengers 4 or 5 whatever it is 5 um so it's that kind of idea that i find that star wars to struggle with a little bit whereas like the ahsoka show i think she probably will survive but i'm like they i suppose they could kill her in that show because she hasn't appeared as much in live action in in the other stuff i don't think they will again i think they're gonna save it for a big finale some sort of big event thing that's probably going to be a movie which is probably going to be a thrawn movie i suspect or heir to the empire movie it's gonna be something like that and all these series are all culminating to some gigantic event thing which is going to be that and there's probably going to be another luke skywalker appearance that's what i think and if i was in lucasfilm that's probably what i would do to be honest with you Uh, that's where it seems to be kind of going um but yeah i i just I'm enjoying The Mandalorian. I did enjoy Andor more, and I, I have been enjoying Mandalorian more than Kenobi. Again, Kenobi had some core cool, like moments, like the episode three and episode six with the Vader Kenobi stuff is phenomenal. But the rest of it is like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not like amazing. And then with Mando, I've been finding like, yeah, these episodes are cool. I'm I'm really enjoying the Mandalorian culture, but I'm, I want to delve deep. I want to I want to see like Mandalore the Great. I want to see the the person who created the Dark Saber. And I suspect that with what happened in this, where the Dark Saber was destroyed it's probably more likely that it's going to we're going to get they're going to either have to reconstruct it and to do that maybe we're going to get a flashback or in some way i don't know that would be that'd be quite interesting to see how it was made in live action because once again friends in animation we've already kind of seen it to a degree we know a lot more about the dark saber in animation uh clone wars and Star Wars rebels uh so yeah i'm interested by the lore this does feel a bit middle of the roadie this season um it felt like this could almost have been half a season i suppose but i don't know it's it's just the stuff with gideon i'm unsure about i i don't know i just i felt like the stakes weren't as high i did think that oh cool they've got mandalore and that sort of thing but this is there's like a middle chapter i suppose that's kind of how it's going as i've said before i feel like mandalorian it feels like five seasons to me it could be more they could easily do more than that. I don't really know. I suspect Disney would want them to do more. They'd probably want them to do like 10, but I, I don't really know. I feel like after this event thing that's probably going to happen, uh, that Dave Filoni's making, I feel like that might be kind of where all these things end and then they're going to start doing live action content in other places because that would be quite interesting. And I don't want them to be like, hey, let's do Mandalorian for like 10 or 20 seasons. I, I'm not really, I don't want that. So for me, if it was like five or five or six, I'd be like, okay, that's a that's a fair amount of seasons. So let's, 
you know, let's try and uh, the middle stuff, like where we are now, is kind of a build up in a way. The first few seasons have been transitional. Now I've got the Mandalorian culture. And then it's like, well, where are they going to be? What's going to happen with them? They weren't even mentioned in the sequel trilogy. So is that foreboding that something really bad's going to happen to them? Or is it going to explain that they didn't want to get involved in galactic politics? And when all this stuff happened in the sequel trilogy, do they go off and do other stuff? But the sequel trilogy at this point, I think it's about 25, 20 to 25 years later on. That's when The Force Awakens is from here. So we are avoiding what Jon Favreau said in an interview where he kind of hinted at Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian Series 3 being like several years later than the other seasons of Mandalorian. Like maybe each season of Mandalorian is like a year or two. Like aside from that, he didn't quite say that, but he kind of hinted it and everyone's kind of interpreted it slightly differently. If we ignore that for a moment... Online, the only kind of thing we have at the moment, unless it's in the Star Wars Timelines book, which is coming out soon, so that may completely change this, make everything I'm about to say irrelevant, but I feel like at the moment it seems to be about nine years after the Battle of Yavin, so it's about five years after Return of the Jedi. Maybe it's five, six, seven years after Return of the Jedi, but it doesn't seem to be more than sort of ten years after. that. It doesn't seem to be that far ahead. So, and The Force Awakens is 30 years after Return of the Jedi. So, you know there's still quite a bit of time to go to see why what like what mandalorians were doing it could just be the case that i kind of said a minute ago it could just be the case of it, they'll eventually explain it in a book or a series or something and it will basically be yeah mandalorians they just didn't want to get involved in the first order and all that stuff i feel like they probably would but you know maybe that or maybe we're going to tragedy you know and din and grogu are going to be off planet and the whole planet's going to get like destroyed or like scorched or something again uh who really knows but i'm kind of waffling now so i'm just trying to think so they don't have to edit and cut out any dead air i'm just trying to think if there's anything else that i need to say um apart from you can hear my throat's not very good because i'm not feeling very i'm not feeling amazing i've got like a, i think a bit of a cold from convention well megan got a convention cold and i've got it from her that's what it certainly feels like so I may have that. Uh, that's also another reason it was not recording with uh, Chris and Dave and also obviously as I said, Megan's birthday. Um, but I've really enjoyed doing this entire run with everyone. It's been so much fun. Uh, we'll be doing something again like this with Ahsoka and then and or series three and uh, series two rather and then whatever else our skeleton crew that's coming out as well uh the end of this year i think so ahsoka and skeleton crew will be doing and then andor series two and then we'll see what else is coming out i imagine by then there'll be another mandoverse show announced either mando series four or book of boba fett series two or something like that or maybe something new who knows and of oh, obviously vision series two as well be doing but i think that would just be like a one-off episode uh might be a two-parter depending on the episodes but i imagine i'll just do what we did um for season one with jack and Rhea and megan uh, i imagine we'll just do like one episode that's just quite long and tackling all of them um but again we'll see we'll see friends it's fun being a star wars fan please make sure you check out my stuff star wars comics in canon uh, you can find that it's on its own feed now um i'm still uploading to comics emotion and will continue to do so and star wars comics in canon isn't fully caught up but if you want to just kind of trawl through uh, the back catalog of comics in canon and you want to try and delve into just like some vader comics or afro or things like that it's a really good place to start and go through there or you can go on youtube where everything's in playlists like afro playlists and vader playlists all those things and obviously if you want to support me uh, you can follow me at genuine chit chat on social 
social media. Yeah, it was just a joy uh, doing this with yourselves and so much fun doing all these kind of Star Wars things. And I just love the audience and the support and all these sort of things that I get from all of you. So just thank you so much for supporting me in the many ways that you do. You can support me on Patreon as well. That's a financial contribution. You get like Star Wars Legends book reviews on there and early access to things and like over 160 episodes of reviews of movies and TV shows and live performances and all kinds of stuff. So you can support me in loads of different ways. Check out the show notes. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this ramble right at the very end. I appreciate you all. Thanks again to Chris and Dave and all the other amazing guests I've had on this season. And we'll speak to you very soon. So friends, may the force be with you.